Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington, and in this episode, I talk to Olga. This is a behind-the-scenes, really, conversation that I had with Olga, who did a full technical SEO audit on my website, Niche Site Project. The funny thing about Niche Site Project is I started it to document my journey. I really didn't plan on doing really strong SEO, although over time, I ended up targeting certain keywords, but overall, it's been sort of a sloppy process. I've seen this happen a few times with some of my friends who are marketers like myself, and we really just start off by documenting our process, and we write about and think about the things that we're doing without considering keywords as much. Now, it's been around for a little while. Niche Site Project has been around since 2013. So I've shifted and I'm a lot more thoughtful about the keywords. Even if I'm writing about the thing that I'm doing, I will often write about specific keywords that fit into the activities that I'm working on. So I'm a little bit smarter about it. But that said, because the site has been around for a while, there's a lot of artifacts of these mistakes. So Olga went through a full audit and you can kind of follow along with the process, really. So she has a couple monster, huge guides and job aids, really, over on her site. So I'll put a link in the show notes so you can check it out. She does do technical SEO audits for other people and clients. So it's worth shooting her an email and seeing if she could work with you. And especially if you have a big site where you think you may have a couple issues. Now, I will uh, come back at the end afterwards because I exchanged a couple emails with Olga and I wanted to see what her thoughts were for the actual priorities, like the top two or three things that I should do as quickly as possible. So I'll come back at the end. I'll tell you a little bit about that. But like many things, there's a few. I mean, it's going to take time. This is not like a quick switch. So some things are going to be fairly mechanical, throw in a plugin, it'll solve certain problems and other things will take manual intervention where I'm going to have to sit and check things out. So thanks to Olga for uh, spending the time going through the process here. And then, well, I paid her, so I, I paid her. <laughs> so we did talk about it. And the thing is, I think I'm going to have her come back on and discuss like after I've made the changes and hopefully we'll have some positive results coming out of it as well. So if you have questions from a technical SEO audit standpoint, please let me know. You can shoot me an email, feedback at doug.show or leave a comment on the YouTube video. So let's get into this audit and really get behind the scenes. Hey, Olga, how's it going today? Uh, hi, Doug. I'm great. How are you? I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped to talk to you. And people, this should be a very interesting episode because I had a, a pro SEO audit my site and we're talking niche site project because I haven't done a really good job SEO wise, just in general which is kind of funny since I do talk about SEO there, but after several years, there have been issues that popped up. So I made Olga's acquaintance and we started to work together and I have not heard about 
the audit or what is going on. So I'm interested to hear, and this will be sort of a multi, probably a multi-episode series where we identify the changes and issues, and then we make some changes and fixes, and then we see what happens later. So that's sort of the context and framework. Olga, for people that don't know you, which is, you know, most people, I barely know you, who are you and what do you do? So uh, I'm Olga. I'm very, very happy to be here, uh, to, to speak here. Uh, so I am an SEO uh, specialist, a senior SEO specialist. I have my own websites, uh, seosly.com. If you, if you don't know it, you probably don't because I'm not uh, that famous yet. Uh, so in my day-to-day job, I do SEO, SEO and SEO audits. This is my, my main mm, my main piece of work. And I am also a, an SEO consultant. And I also mm, try to write as many as possible very useful guides uh, and put them on my blog. And yeah, people started to like to like my blog and uh, Come to come to come to it. Visit visit my blog, and that's how this, and that's how I'm kind of getting more, uh, maybe not not famous, but well known a little bit in the SEO industry. So yeah, I am also a senior auditor for one of the biggest SEO agencies in Poland. I support them in the SEO audit work, and I I think it is a very valuable experience for me because in this for this gig, I mainly uh, work with very big and well-known brands. So yeah, that would be about me. Got it. And when did you start in the SEO world? So I started. Uh, I started in 2012, somewhere around that. This is the year in which I created my first SEO kind of SEO website, and I okay. started from there. All right. And just curious, do you have a just ballpark number? How many audits that you've done over the years here? So I have been doing strictly audits for like more than five, six years. And I think that so far I have done more than 100 at least. And uh, my audits are uh, very in-depth. And I very often, especially for my agency work, I, I sometimes do audits which take like 60, even 80 hours. So okay. they're very, very in-depth. Okay. And that's what you've done for me. And, you know, just to be clear, yeah. this is not the, it's not the audit that you might get if you just go to one of the big tools like Ahrefs or SEMrush or fill in the blank and you just get an automated, this is a very manual process. And in fact, this is one of your huge guides that you've written, right? So if someone yeah. wanted to do this, they could go through and check out your guide, which is you know, yeah, many definitely. thousands of words. Yeah, so my guides like are like uh, more than ten thousand words, and they tell you step by step how to how I audit sites. And yeah, this the the audit I I have done for for your site. Uh, I of course I used those tools you have just mentioned. I use Sitebulb, uh, mm, Screaming Frog, but uh, I mainly use my experience and my brains to yeah to pull it all together. And that's why it's so expensive, I guess. Yeah, because yeah, there's this he- this human uh, aspect is very needed 
for, for the audit to like to really make sense and to to make sense of what the crawler or, or what the crawler or those other tools uh, are telling me okay so before you spill everything here and tell me all the mistakes that i've made over the years i have recently deleted roughly 50 to 60 percent of the content on the site i think you probably observed that and i redirected probably mostly okay but i'm sure you'll tell me about that so that's one thing that i've done i did go through a pretty rigorous content audit and ruthlessly deleted things cut stuff out and i thought i might see an improvement just from that and I, I didn't, spoiler alert, yeah. I didn't see any improvement. <laughs> so I, I didn't see traffic go down. So there was no issue with me deleting it, but it, I didn't get like an intrinsic uplift in traffic. So that's one thing that I've done so everyone knows. And for the people that are listening on the podcast, we're going to be sharing um screens and looking at some information we're going to do our best to explain it but if you wanted to get the you know the other side of the 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 visual piece of this you can watch the youtube video so okay let's get into it and let me know olga if you want me to share the screen on the youtube side okay so uh, i think we can start sharing it right now Uh, and so yeah so i have done quite in-depth audit of your site and I have found a bunch of things, to be honest, more things that I expected at first, because your site looks very, very fast, very, very professional. But I, as I always do, I needed to dig very deep. And, and yeah, I found a, a bunch of things which I think might be interesting. So maybe I will just uh, go, maybe I will present this audit to you like I usually present to my clients, like just by mm, I divided this audit into different areas, uh, areas of technical SEO, like uh, the data from the tools and analyti- analytics data, like uh, other technical things. Uh, but I will just go one after another. So, so the first thing uh, I did was I analyzed the the data from Google Search Console. You gave me access to and uh, Google Analytics. So just to get the general feel of how the site is doing. And the the thing that uh, I noticed was that, uh, let me show you this uh, on your site. Uh, Let me go to uh, the overview in Google Search Console, the performance report. And the thing that I noticed at first was that, uh, let's say over the last six months, you have uh, uh, 35k clicks and you have quite many impressions like more than 3 million so which gives you quite a low CTR click click through rate which is like 1% and the average position like which is 47 so this is kind of at first yeah I, I wasn't really sure about this why 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 this is like this because I think this, these numbers should be a little bit different for, for your site, for an SEO sure. site. So would you expect to see a higher click-through rate in general? Yeah. Like 1.1 is really low, right? Yeah, I was expecting something like maybe 20, 20, maybe something like this. But yeah, but after I, I, 
I did some digging. I think uh, I, I found the reasons why, why this is it. Uh, so let me now switch to the audit and uh, so that I can, I can sh share with you some of the uh, conclusions that I uh, came to. So, yeah, so in your case, brand queries are dominant. You get the most clicks from brand queries like Doug Cunnington, uh, niche site project. And uh, this low CTR may be caused because uh, may be caused by the one of the following things. So, for instance, your site, your your web pages are not really very heavily optimized for SEO keywords for SEO in general. That's my impression, and that's what I what I found. Have you been optimizing your your web pages very like rigorously? No. I think you so haven't. Yeah. In the beginning, this is kind of an odd thing that happens when with marketers like myself who write SEO, especially when I started, I thought, oh, I'm just going to write about things yeah. that I'm doing and I'm not going to worry about the SEO. Now, luckily, I did delete a lot of content, yeah. but the remnants are still around because some of those yeah. pieces do get some traffic. But in the last, I would say in the last year or two, I realized that I should be publishing more targeted keywords in an intentional way with the <laughs> topical relevancy that I have on the site. Yeah. And those are better, but I know there's a lot of artifacts from the past. Yeah, so, so, so your site generally is a, is, a, is a great example of a kind of a grown-up site, yes, which, which does not really need to have like tons of organic traffic to be sustainable and to be successful because you have the brand behind you. You have those brand queries. So yeah, you, you, you don't need that. But, but yeah, one of the, the reasons why this uh, CTR is coming back to CTR is so low is I think, yeah, this lack of SEO optimizations and, uh, which is, uh, which can be seen in many, in many things that I am going to talk about in, in a moment. So, so yeah, so, so uh, overall, I think Google is not 100% sure about your web pages, what they, what they are really about and what uh, Google should really rank them for. So, yeah, this is it. Another thing in uh, Google Search Console, um, uh, I, I always check is the coverage report, which shows you uh, how many web pages uh, are indexed, which web pages are not indexed. And here um, I have noticed like one of the a bit a bit serious serious uh, issue. So you have the uh, so I'm now showing the coverage report. So there are like uh, 342 valid uh, URLs. So these are the URLs that are indexed. And here you, we can see that um, about half of them, uh, a little more, is uh, has a st status like indexed, not submitted in sitemap, and the rest is submitted and indexed. So these submitted and indexed are okay, but these ones uh, not submitted in a sitemap, not really. So I have checked a bunch of these, and uh, in many cases, I think these are the leftovers after uh, after uh, Yoast a plugin, which you used to have. So these are basically kind of like they look like attachment pages for images, and they are not blocked from indexing. 
they are like in their indexable and they are indexed so yeah so this is one of the i think this is not something that that would prevent your site from being visible or or waste your crawl, crawl budget i don't think so because your site is not that big but it is something yeah that as an seo i need to alert you and i think uh, you should we should get rid of those pages so okay. this is yeah the, the second thing i've noticed in google search console i've also noticed that you uh, but yeah, that you correctly uh, return 410 status code for some of the pages that you removed so yeah this this will help google uh, maybe more quickly realize that yeah these pages are gone Okay, another interesting thing. Mm, I dig a little bit deeper into the... I'm now in Google Search Console showing you the Core Web Vitals report. And here, uh, so what, what you basically see in Google Search Console in the Core Web Vitals report uh, are the data that come from uh, the real users. These are field data uh, that come from your real users. So this data is are kind of reliable. They're really reflective of how your site is doing. And what I can see here is uh, that you have like uh, uh, 65 uh, URLs that need improvement, so they do not necessarily uh, meet uh, uh, Core Web Vitals, the Core Web Vitals assessment. And this is a bit interesting. Mm, let me now show you the example of those URLs. So, for instance, the URL, uh, one of the most popular URLs on your site, Amazon Affiliate. Uh, this URL does not pass the Core Web Vitals assessment because the LCP, the largest contentful paint, is here uh, above 2.5 seconds. It is so the average is. Uh, to uh, 2.8 seconds. So let's now see how your how this uh, site looks in Google Page Speed Insights. And here an interesting part comes because your site is very fast. Uh, you have removed basically everything that you could remove that can slow it down. So in Google Page Speed Insight in the lab test, it's all green and great, like 96. Here we have 100, which is right. So for, very for mobile, it's 96, see. and then for desktop, it's 100. Yeah, everything's green, right? Yeah, it's it's very nice. But still, uh, when we when we look at the, this uh, this um, report from the field data, uh, this one uh, core vital metric is not passed. But of course, I'm just showing this because it is an interesting thing. Like like to show how it can differ, differ from what we see here and from what real users see. Right. And I see that this largest contentful paint for your for the majority of your sites is this element. Let me show you. So yeah, this is basically the H1 tag. So maybe you may think about making it a little bit smaller because it takes up like half of the screen. So yeah, this is just I think an interesting find. <laughs> oh, is that because I was going through and for people's reference, most of the most of the pages on my site, even ones with several images, load in under a second. It's yeah, pretty they're, they're fucking great. fast. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I have so struggled, and I looked at this Core Web Vitals, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how to make it faster. There's there's literally 
there's almost nothing on most pages. Like if it's mostly yeah, text, yeah. It, it loads like yeah. instantly, even in a terrible connection. Yeah, so. So, so yeah, so I'm just sharing it like it is an inter- interesting case, maybe something that we can d- dig dig a little bit deeper into. But yeah, this is uh, one of the three core web vitals and core web vitals are just one of many ranking, many are not yet, but one of the speed factors and speed is just one of many Google ranking factors. So I don't think that in your case, it will make a huge difference because your site uh, compared to the competing site is is still probably the fastest in the world. But yeah, this is, (laughs) but this is kind of, I think, an interesting thing, an interesting thing, though maybe not worth shattering in this case. And okay. Before you go yeah. on, I just want to. So you think changing the size of the H1 tags for mobile, potentially, or not just for mobile, but just make the font size a little smaller. I think we can try that. Okay. And see what happens. How Google sees that? How Google sees that? Because this is really. Yeah, but just uh, from the um, from the user's experience point, we we may think about uh, making it smaller because here is the rendered screenshot, and you can see that it is kind of a kind of huge. And I right. checked on my phone, and it looks similar on my phone as well. Okay. Okay, and yeah, so I I, I was uh, I was checking the Google Analytics data, and the most uh, important thing for me is that, uh, like in in the case of most websites from our niche uh, niche uh, SEO, uh, you have uh, more more users that come from desktop than from mobile. So yeah, this is so this is something that we may want to keep in mind. Mm, but still, your site is has been switched to uh, mobile first indexing, mm, like I don't know, since like 2018, if I remember correctly. So yeah, Google is only looking at your mobile site, even though most of the, of your users use desktop devices. Devices. Got it. Okay, so yeah, I checked your site in Ahrefs. Uh, mm, Okay, but I don't think this is there is anything so uh, something anything worth sharing here. Uh, I have checked the bank link profile, and you have tons of awesome links, and especially those links uh, point to the home page. And uh, what I think I would love to do is to make maybe better use of those links uh, in such a way that the those links that point to the home page. Uh, maybe they can be used to strength, strengthen strengthen the most important web pages of your site, and you have this kind of different um, setup. Like your homepage is kind of a blank, right? And you only and the start page. Let me show this how it looks. Because it, yeah, so let me so, so let me go. So here is your homepage, and I get that. Uh, you set up your homepage in this way because this is your like your target, like to get uh, those people to download and to subscribe. Right, uh, the homepage is oriented to get email yeah. signups. Yeah, and in this start page, you have this start here and at the bottom. So this kind of 
is your homepage, like in this SEO sense, this this acts as a homepage, and uh, and this this page has those the links to other important pages of your site. So, uh, but I'm going to talk about this in, in just a moment. So so this is one of the things that I would change uh, when it comes to the because you have a really strong and nice backlink profile. So I'm now switching to sorry I'm doing this so fast to Ahrefs. And uh, to show you the backlinks, so yeah, you have really a bunch of nice backlinks. Have you been building them, or are they they're all like uh, natural? I've done a lot of guest posting in the past, yeah, but very many nice links. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of just natural ones these days. I really mm-hmm. don't. I'm not doing guest posting anymore. I haven't for you know a couple of years. Last one yeah. I wrote it outranked my own site so oh. <laughs> which is good in some ways but yeah, yeah i was disappointed to way. lose the traffic okay mm. let me grab a sip of my alcohol-free beer yeah okay <laughs> so i have also i i know that your site is super super fast but i like i always do i did some mobile mobile friendly test using the google tool so yes your site is of course mobile friendly there are no loading issues the one uh, the rendered screenshot and the source code of your site are the same i have also checked that in in screaming frog i crawled and rendered all of your web pages and i have not noticed any any differences uh, the only thing, um, but yeah, I will I will get to that in just a second. Uh, so yeah, I have basically told you about uh, Core Web Vitals because I was just now going to move to Google Page Speed Insights. So yeah, your site is very fast, and yeah, this is and you it, it is super fast, but still you are not passing those Core Web Vitals uh, according to Google Search Console. Okay, so the next area of my uh, audit is indexing. And uh, here are a a few things that I want to uh, tell you regarding indexing. So as I mentioned uh, at the start, uh, I checked uh, how many pages of your site are indexed using the the coverage report in Google Search Console. I have also checked uh, the site uh, with the site command. I, I check the pages that are indexed uh, in Google. I went to the last page and check what's there. I always like to do that because sometimes I can really find many interesting things. And I have found a bunch of PDFs. I think they're, they're a bit outdated. They are like from uh, 2014, 2015. So yeah, I don't know if they're, uh, they're on purpose, if you're still giving them um, to people yeah, but I found them, and I have also found a bunch of a bunch of those uh, kind of attachment pages that I I talked about uh, at the beginning. And one one more thing I found, I found the template for your error page, which is uh, your your domain slash not found. Let me just go to that. Uh, okay, so this is uh, the template the template for your. Um, not found a page. The problem with this is that it is indexed by Google and it is indexable. So yeah, I would make this uh, template non-indexable. Hey 
Hey, I want to jump in and just give a quick thanks to the sponsors. So number one is Ezoic and their new tool, Leap. Leap replaces the SiteSpeed Accelerator and it will be released prior to the Google UX update. So depending on when you're listening to this, it might already be out. But the point is, there's a strong focus with Leap to achieve good and very positive core web vital scores. So this is not just um, you know making sure your site loads fast because a uh, funny thing, like you're probably um, learning in the audit that Olga did, I have a very fast loading site at Niche Site Project. However, I have uh, dozens, unfortunately, dozens of warnings on the core web vitals. It's sort of crazy how that works out, but the focus of Leap is to get good core web vitals and a high page speed insight score. So Leap has a full tool set to uncover and fix the root causes of those poor load times. It is free, it's 100% free, there's no premium options, it is just free if you're using Ezoic monetization. All right, so it's free, you don't have to pay for anything else. I think perhaps that was one of the things with the site speed accelerator, people weren't quite sure, like, hey, why, why do I have to pay for this? It seems odd, so Leap is free, and, and Ezoic will provide data on how various technologies and hosts affect the sites, and uh, I expect the load time. So it'll be coming out soon. You can sign up over on Ezoic to be notified whenever it does go live and is available. So thanks to Ezoic and Leap. The other sponsor is Niche Website Builders. So over at Niche Website Builders, they uh, do many things. They have uh, services with creating sites. So they will actually like build a site for you. Occasionally they have some age domains that they build on top of and load it up with a whole lot of content, many tens of thousands of words. So you really get a jump start as far as the authority and the number of links going to your site, plus all the content that you get. Speaking of content, they have a full you know, monthly content subscriptions and services that you can get. You can buy in bulk. They have some huge packages over there. That sounded funny. They have some huge uh, word counts that you can get. How about that? That's a better way to say it, right? So you can get a lot of uh, content over there. And they have a new service called FAQs. And I love FAQs. In fact, they they are doing this on one of my sites. So we did a quick test run on some of the content that I normally get and I had them do some FAQs and I was looking through my analytics. I have them up right now and I can see several of the posts that they touched are actually up significantly uh, with traffic. So I'm looking at like a 91% increase in this post, 27%, about 10% on another post. And this is two weeks worth of data. So in a two week turnaround, it really has jumped a significant amount. A lot of them have gone up in the you know triple digits and we're talking we're talking a few visitors uh, per day, say about 10 to about 20. So you know from a percentage standpoint, it sounds huge. but when you look at the actual numbers, you know keep that in mind. but the point is there's a huge increase. And when you scale this out over several posts, it actually is a big deal. And on this particular site that they worked on for me, it was a very big deal because there really wasn't that much traffic on the overall site. So these, uh, you know, 
smaller increases across the board and then very large increases for certain pages is extremely significant. It's very significant. So it's a big deal. And if you're looking for a way to add content to your existing posts, maybe you can improve the rankings. Maybe you could build topical relevancy and maybe you can pull in some more long tail keywords just to build up traffic in a few different ways. The FAQ service is a great way to do it. So you can check that out check that out over at Niche Website Builders and you can get an additional 10% content or you can save 10% if you go with one of their link building packages. The point is you get a little extra if you use my coupon codes. There's a link in the description so you can follow that over there and I appreciate any support and uh, hell, if you're not even gonna buy anything, go over to Niche Website Builders. They have a little chat mechanism over there. Just say, hey, thanks for sponsoring The Doug Show. Uh, yeah, this is this is basically what what appears if you type uh, yeah um, some non-existent URL on your site, and yeah, so okay. this is this the is template. 404 okay, page, right? yeah, four o four page. So yeah, so this okay. So this uh, okay. Let's now move on to the robots.txt file. So generally, your robots.txt file is okay. Uh, it is there. It is a standard, uh, standard uh, WordPress uh, robots.txt file. Uh, there are no problems with it. I have also checked uh, if it resolves correctly in Google Search Console in the crawl stats report. Let me quickly show you that. Maybe uh, the listeners may be interested in that. So here is the crawl stats report in Google Search Console. And uh, you can check uh, the whole status here. Click here, and uh, it will show you if uh, there have been some problems with robots.txt fetch, and it is all okay here. So no issues with that. But I have found one thing in your robots.txt, minor thing. Okay. There are two sitemaps. The first one is this is the uh, default uh, sitemap created by WordPress. So WordPress has been creating sitemaps for some time, like a, f a bunch of months, I think. And the second one is your uh, your actual sitemap. The problem is that uh, this first one shouldn't be here because it is a 404 page. So yeah, this this page does not exist. So right. this is not something you very very serious because Google knows your pages and uh, the, uh, your uh, XML sitemaps are submitted in, in, in Google Search Console and they're okay except for these two uh, and I have also found two uh, old old uh, XML sitemaps but this is nothing to worry about so Google is seeing the, the current one so yeah I would remove the, that that uh, that non-existent non uh, XML sitemap from your robots.txt. Another thing uh, is meta robots tag. Here is uh, the problem. Here is uh, that uh, in most of your web pages you have two declarations. So the meta robots tag is declared two times. So the first instance. Is like this max image preview large, and the second one is where you uh, tell the tell the search engines whether to index and follow. 
the links uh, on the page and uh, the, when whether to index the page and follow the links and I would like to uh, get them merged into one. Let me show it how it looks uh, on your site. Let's check the blog. Let's see the uh, the code. Okay, and for the podcast listeners, we're looking at the source code directly here. Okay, so we can see that there are two instances. So the first one is here, and the second one is here. So, yeah, we can just uh, add this uh, here or add this here and, like, declare declare this just one. Can you tell Mm -hmm. where those are being inserted or like why there's a duplication because i was going to say this Uh, is something that i wouldn't have put in so obviously i have some plugins or something that's doing duplicate work so uh to be honest i I don't know what uh inserted this maybe they have some um maybe some schema uh schema uh plugin Probably. I, I, that does sound familiar. I have very few plugins, but I think I did get a schema plugin because so, I yeah. don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you do. You certainly do. And by the way, uh, while I was uh, crawling your site and going through the lists, the lists of the web pages that you have uh, there, I have found that there are really tons of really awesome articles, like oh, uh, nice. golden nuggets, and I'm really going to read them all. From I'm going to read your your blog from cover to cover, because I really found so many interesting topics. I'm interested into in affiliate marketing, and I'm going to create an affiliate site from scratch for myself. And yeah, this is definitely where I'm going to start. Uh, uh, start uh, getting uh, a little bit more knowledge about that. So yeah, that's on a side note. Note. So yeah, so I would check uh, the plugins that may be uh, inserting these. So that's it. What else? So let's now uh, another thing is uh, the XML sitemap. Uh, this time I'm going to focus just on the on the existing XML sitemap that you have. So this one, from what I remember. Uh, is a a sitemap that is automatically generated by this, the most uh, famous plugin. I'm just now showing the the sitemap. Yeah, so this is generated by this Google sitemap generator plugin, automatically generated sitemap. And however, there is a small uh, problem with this sitemap. I have crawled the, the whole sitemap, all the URLs on it. And uh, it still contains links to like uh, 80 uh, URL, URLs that are not indexable. And these are uh, either uh, 4010 URLs, so the ones you removed and you, you want Google to know that they're gone. And there are also uh, a bunch of uh, redirected URLs. And and the, the rule of thumb is that you, you just put the indexable target pages on in your sitemap in a, in your xml sitemap so so that google does not need to go through redirects and so on so yeah again this is a, a good practice to to clean this to clean this up uh, 
even though I don't think it, 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 in your specific case that it has a very, a very negative influence on your site or the crawling of your site because your, your site is not that big. It does not have like millions of web pages. Uh, and uh, there is one more thing. This is just, yeah, just a, just, just a tip that your XML sitemap, let me now show the source co code of your sitemap. It still has, uh, or it doesn't have, it, it used to have when I was checking that, like, well, let me see that here. Yeah, it has it. Mm. It's still showing like the uh, change frag and priority parameters. And these are, these have been ignored by Google, like for, I don't know, two years, maybe more. I'm not really sure for how, how long. And yes, we are mainly relying on Google. So I would also remove those, even though this is not something, you know, that will have a very strong effect. But yeah, these are to be removed. Okay, so that's about uh, uh, the XML sitemap. Uh, and now- Let me pause here for a second here. Okay. All right, and I see you're about to get to the internal linking, and I know this is something that is very important, and I've been doing a lot of internal linking, but not as intentional as I should. So what, what did you find in this section? So uh, I think the, the biggest issue here is is that uh, your home page does not have links to, to those to the most important pages of your site and that it has this start page uh, which is kind of the home page which acts as a home page. And I get that uh, you have this uh, like you have this uh, like that because you wanted you want to just collect emails but for the sake of the, Let's call it link juice. I would uh, I would like to have those uh, the links to the most important pages on the home page, and maybe just to merge the start page with the home page, so that the home page is your basically your home page and your start page, and serves like two purposes, like uh, the links and the and gets the those emails. So this is the, the biggest thing. Another thing is that I've noticed that on many of the uh, of the web pages, like with articles, you you have bread breadcrumbs, but you don't really link to the home page. So, for instance, let's say here here is an example page. You have the bread breadcrumb, but it links to the uh, this one actually links to the home page. But I've noticed that many. Many, there are many articles which link to the start page instead of the home page. I have listed them in the extra files to the audit and uh, so, so that you can take a look at, at those pages, what I exactly mean. Another thing regarding internal linking, I've noticed that uh, in many cases you have you, you are using kind of a random, maybe natural uh, anchor text. And uh, on the start page, it is quite okay uh, on your start page on, on your on your blog page maybe but uh, when it comes to the actual articles and their their content uh, you are sometimes we're very often linking like uh, single words it is okay from the user's perspective maybe but i think you're not really uh, letting google associate associate some of those um, keywords with the pages to which you link and uh, 
you sometimes like uh, turn the whole sentences into into a link. So yeah, I would certainly work on that a little bit, a little bit on this keyword, uh, on this anchor text. Mm, I have yeah, I have the full list of all the anchor text in audit files. I have uh, I have uh, extracted these from uh, Sidebulb. Uh, so that you can also take a look at the details. Uh, there are a bunch of links on your sites, on your on your web pages, which uh, return the uh, 400, uh, 410 status code. So these are the links to those pages that you removed, but the links to those pages are still there on your site. So I would remove them. Or change them into different links, and the same and the same uh, thing is with the links to the pages that you have redirected. There are still many links to those pages across your site. Yeah, okay. I've listed them here as well in in the extra files, so you can go through them. I've listed the pages on which they appear, so just it is just a matter of changing or removing them. And one more okay. thing uh, regarding internal linking. Uh, I'm not really sure why you do that. Uh, I think I know why you do that. So uh, you basically you open most of the links uh, in a new window. Uh, are you doing this for the purpose of uh, the increasing the bounce rate? Maybe. I didn't uh, even lowering, know I was doing sorry. that. I, I didn't even know uh, I was doing it. <laughs> yeah, because most of the links, like 99%, open in a new window and. Uh, this is not kind of the best practice from the SEO point to, to like always, yeah, I, I see something interesting and then it opens a new window. Then I want to get back, it opens a new window. And I have no, I actually have no, I didn't know that it did that. Okay. So yeah, it is, yeah, I would change that into so that, yeah, it's okay if external links open in a new window, but internal ones, I would keep them in maybe in, in the same window. So yeah, that's it. Uh, what else do I have here? Before you go on, so, mm -hmm. and just for the reference in the scope of like how impactful this is. So there are links pointing to non-existent or blocked resources. So there's 55 of those. And then there's a, or 272 URLs that are redirected. So that's quite a few, like what would you suspect would happen if I f when I fix those? If you fix them and you and you use like the um, kind of the SEO optimized anchor text, I think you might give Google pretty good signals about what those target pages or new pages to which you redirected the old ones are about. And if you do that across your whole site, I I think you you can really improve your uh, your organic visibility, because I have also done a small analysis of uh, of your of your web pages and how they rank, and I have found many kind of web pages with a decent SEO potential, which rank on the second, on the or the third uh, page of Google. And I'm pretty sure that with those uh, internal linking keyword optimizations, and uh, we can help them a lot and and a little bit of on-page SEO optimizations, which I'm just going to talk about in a second, a little bit more. Perfect. Uh, so okay. yeah. Okay, so uh, one more thing regarding internal linking, the navigation, the top navigation on your site. 
so you don't always show it. So on your homepage, I am just going to the homepage, you don't have it. Um, on this start page, which is kind of a pseudo homepage, you have it. Uh, on the blog page, you don't have it. So it's sometimes there, it's sometimes not there. And I would uh, love to see it always there and to always include the most important web pages of your site to, to kind of be consistent with the signals that you are giving to Google. And I have also tested this um, navigation on, on phone, on the phone, and there is a little issue with it that it does not display correctly and you have to to this navigation on this on the web pages in which it it is present like on the where it is present like on the start page uh, you need to scroll sideways to be able to see it on the phone okay just, and those are okay, so that this. is in, that is intentional through through okay. the theme yeah from a loading perspective okay that's okay. Yep. that's okay <laughs> If that's intentional, then then okay. Because yeah, those those things are visible to Google, obviously. So this is not like they are not invisible. But right. yeah, okay. If that's intentional, no problem. And then I do see the value of having like some navigational points. I don't want it at the top. What a navigational? Um, I guess the nav menu basically is what it is. Mm -hmm. In the footer, would that suffice for? what you're looking for here is it from is it from a usability perspective or an seo and technical I, I, internal linking perspective i think both so yeah google has i i remember that google was was saying was saying many times that they don't really look uh, at the footer menu like uh, they they look for like uh, some um, kind of privacy policy contact pages in in the footer menu and they usually uh, in the nav menu uh, they look for like the most important pages this is not of course like totally obligatory but this is a good practice and i think it can give google a good signal about what's the most valuable for you and what your site is really about i would recommend doing it this way uh, one more thing about links, external links. I found a bunch of external broken links. I have listed them in the extra files so that you can fix them or remove them. Mm, another thing, uh, I was talking about redirects and some of those redirects, like uh, more than 200 uh, are redirects chains which means that there are multiple redirects in those pages. So I, I guess you, you redirected one page to another and then you decided to redirect this other one into to some, somewhere else. I think that's it. So you may want to change that as well. Another thing, uh, duplication. Mm, so uh, one thing I have here. Uh, so your the web pages of your site are available at URLs in which uh, letter case is insignificant, which means that I can type uh, the URL, for instance, of your blog with a with a uh, uppercase, uh, mm -hmm. and it will still uh, and will still uh, resolve. And the thing is uh, that technically it is a different page for google like this one with a with a big with a upper case uh, b and with a lower case b and this 
problem wouldn't be here if your site had, which is the next point, canonic canonical links. And but it does not have canonical links. So yeah, technically this is a duplication for, for Google. Um, you can resolve this either by adding um, adding those uh, canonical links that would point to themselves to the to the to the URL version without uh, uppercase, or you can uh, just use a URL rewriter, something like this, and this will make uh, those URLs rewrite themselves uh, to lowercase. So yeah, this is kind of a very technical SEO small issue. Okay, and now a bunch of on-page things. So page titles. So I've uh, I, I assume that you are not really writing page titles on purpose because in most cases, in all cases, they're the same like H1 for your site. And I would maybe work on those a little bit because there are some pages in which your title is just one word. For instance, you have a very, you have a very nice guide on productivity. And that the title of this page is just productivity. And there is little chance that you will be ranking for like productivity with this page because your site is basically not about productivity. This is just a section of it. So I would kind of narrow it down a little bit like productivity for SEOs or something like this. You, you, you get what I mean. Mm -hmm. uh, the next thing uh, are page descriptions. So yeah, you're not using them. And this, yeah, this is kind of okay because Google is rewriting page descriptions most of the time, but Google is still looking at what we have in, in page descriptions, even if it's not showing this. So I would, I would um, add the page descriptions for at least the most important web pages of your site. And I would make sure that the page titles and H1 headers, their content is a bit different, that they convey maybe a little bit different message, like the page title, uh, its role is more to make the user click to your site and H1 header is maybe more about uh, keeping the user interesting so that they read the whole article. Uh, the structure, uh, the structure of headers. So I, I, I was sure that the structure of headers may be uh, a little bit off. Another thing, <laughs> uh, graphic elements. So yeah, we are using a lot of graphics. The graphics are compressed. They're great, but uh, I've noticed you don't use the alt attributes uh, in most of them. And I would uh, like to add this just at least for the accessibility reasons, if not for Google to help them understand and maybe to help them better rank your sites in Google search, ima uh, image search. I've listed those uh, uh, graphic elements as well. And now there is schema. Mm, so the thing with schema, uh, the biggest uh, issue is on the blog, which has like uh, almost 8,000 uh, errors uh, in schema. Let me show it to you. So I have run the Google Structured Data Test Testing tool, and it is getting really slow, even if I want to scroll and show you. So in basically, you are missing the uh, URL for logo uh, next to each URL uh, you are listing on the blog page, you're, uh, next to the, each link you are listing there, and it like happens 8,000 times. So I assume this is this, uh, this is the plugin, which is kind of having problems here. So you may want to turn this feature, 
maybe the, this feature off. Uh, okay. One and more for something like that, and when I turn off the plugin, will this problem just go away, or do I have maybe to not turn, maybe not turn off the plugin, but maybe uh, turn off this one, uh, this one uh, entity that it is showing, or maybe just uh, filled in this. Uh, maybe I would have to see it to to tell you exactly. But what I wanted to suggest is that maybe. You use an SEO plugin. I have been using Rank Math for some time, and I'm really happy with that. For instance, Rank Math uh, will automatically create an, an XML sitemap, and it will remove the URLs that are redirected or that return for 10. So it may save you some work. And it has uh, schema uh, handled pretty well as well. So. You, you get many benefits in just one plugin. So you, you will turn off or remove that plugin for schema, get rank math, which is quite fast. And you may still have just one extra plugin, not, not more like, like this. And one more thing regarding schema, I've noticed that you use same as with author element and you are pointing to the Google Plus profile. Uh, which I think is kind of outdated. So you may want to remove that that one. <laughs> it's funny uh, because so many of the issues were caused by a plugin that is like either antiquated or, because the thing is I don't even remember installing the plugin mm -hmm. and I must've done it for some reason. Someone gave me that advice at one point and then it's caused all these sort of they look to be like minor issues, but maybe yeah. like with everything all together, things are not as organized or as clean as they should be. So yeah, and like the, the logo, I don't have a logo, right? There's, so there's pieces. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Yeah. I, I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't even know why yeah, it's don't. here or remember anything about it. Yeah. And uh, one more thing uh, in schema, uh, there are missing fields uh, for date modi modified or date uh, published. And I think you're doing this, this on purpose. You're not showing the date mo modified or date published. But I think you may want to think about adding this back. This is just maybe not for Google, but for users that they are, that they know that this, they are looking at the fresh content, the fresh piece of content. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I am torn with that because sometimes people, they, they want to see the older piece of content and other times they don't want to see anything that's not in the last few months. So I, I don't have super strong feelings, but usually when I step back and think about decisions, and if I'm making a decision for Google in the algorithm or the user, usually I'll default to the user just because mm -hmm. it makes more, makes more sense. Yeah. Google can yeah. change what they're doing at any time. So, and then, and Google is focused on user. So yeah, if you choose user, you kind of choose Google as well. <laughs> sure. They say, uh, they say that's what they focus on. So, yeah. So we've gone through the audit. It looks like, we have some kind of major issues, a lot of minor ones. It sounded like the internal linking in the schema were some of the major problems and then just some on-site optimization. So we have hundreds of pieces of information. Olga, where do we yeah. go from here? What do we do? 
So we have to like go through this uh, once again and prioritize which ones we, we deal with in the first place, do those optimizations and see what happens next and see what happens, how, how, what effects uh, they, they have on, on, on your site. And we focus on some, we select the pages on which at first we focus to those, to fo we focus on. Perfect. And luckily, I, I'm pretty good at prioritization and figuring out which areas to focus on. So I feel good about that. And we have all these uh, other reports that you pulled. So I should be able to yeah, quickly. Yeah, of them. Awesome. And just curious, when you have done a similar audit and made changes, how quickly did you see an impact? Is it pretty quick or is this one of those things we have to wait like six to 12 months to see anything? It really depends on, on what kind of a problem it was. If it is a problem like the site is blocked from indexing, then we can, we can achieve great results very quickly. But usually in, with those kinds of on-site optimizations, the ones that we are probably going to do in your case and internal linking, I'm expecting like maybe two, three months until we see something really serious, some serious changes, changes to okay. your site. Cool. So I think, uh, yeah, so we'll have some, some homework to do off the record and figure out yeah. our game plan here. And I know when I did my content audit in deleted and redirected and all that stuff. The other piece of the puzzle was a lot of the things that you pointed out, right? So technical stuff, of course, which a lot of it was beyond the scope. I would not have even noticed some of it, but another portion was fixing the redirect uh, errors and other internal links and then doing on-page optimization in a very strategic way. I have market muse, so I'll be using that for you know some of the actual on-page yeah. updates and then we'll follow up with probably some of the internal linking and you know we'll have to negotiate and figure out what we do on the home page since for me it is important for the email yeah. list but at the same time if i could have say 30 percent more visitors on a monthly basis that makes up potentially for fewer people signing up on the homepage. Mm -hmm. So it, it's always a balance. You can't have everything. Yes, yeah. exactly. All right. So any other final thoughts, Olga, like with this report? So, yeah, I'm really expecting very nice results because there are really uh, things that I can, that I see that can really be improved. Like the tons of pages, uh, great pages with great content that are, simply not focused enough that are ranking already ranking on like second the third page of google and these are usually the quick wins that those pages that google already sees but maybe is not still sure uh, how what topics these pages are about so we have to just help google understand it better and yeah awesome yeah i'm excited to get it going it's been me too it's been interesting, you know, over time, especially with an old blog, it gets a little sloppy and traffic declines if you're not continually publishing sort of new keyword rich things because there's always, you know, new competitors, more information. Yeah. And then maybe I got away with some sloppy work in the past, but the competition is much greater than it used to be. So. All right. Well, yeah. thanks, Olga. And people um, can check Thank out your you. blog. Uh, where 
where is it again? It is seosly.com. Uh, so this is my blog. I invite you to read my blog and my uh, tons of guys, guides I have there. You can also follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is just Olga Zarzeczna. I'm not sure if you want, if you know how to spell it, but I hope you will put the link <laughs> in the notes. We'll put, yeah, we'll put links. I can't um, say it or spell it, but we'll put links so people no one can get can. to it. <laughs> it's a pretty tough one. There's a lot of, there's a lot of consonants yeah. in there. So, yeah. All right. Thanks, Olga. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. I'm honored to be here. I'm your, I'm a great fan of yours, by the way, and the listener of your podcast. So it's it's great. Uh, <laughs> much appreciated. Thank you. Well, I have some work to do with my site. Uh, there's a few, there's a few things I've been putting off. I kind of knew that I had some issues, and I un unfortunately I kind of knew what they were. It was good to get confirmation in a very specific way from Olga. So another shout out to SEOsly. Link in the description and show notes here, so Olga can point you in the right direction as well. Like I promised. I did ask Olga, hey, what are the top two or three things that I should definitely spend time on as soon as possible? So number one, she says link building, internal link building, especially the homepage and start page issue. So I've been going back and forth with that and I haven't come up with the exact solution, but there's a strong chance I might just place a lot of the start here content on the bottom of the homepage. I might make it a little bit smaller so it doesn't take up a ton of space and maybe just have some links with some hierarchy in there. So maybe a category of SEO, and then I have links directly to the SEO articles that are the child pages of the overall SEO category. I'll probably do the same thing with the Amazon affiliate stuff. So I haven't quite tackled that, but that'll probably be a key way for me to pass link juice more directly and not just to certain pages, but to my most important pages that I really want to rank for with very specific anchor text. So that's kind of a twofold internal links and making sure I'm using the anchor text that will tell Google exactly what I'm trying to rank. One of the other pieces, I use a tool called um, Link Whisper and my friend Spencer, that's a tool he created. And one piece there that I know I'm kind of goofing up on is I might be linking to say Amazon affiliate type content, which I have a whole lot of, and I might be linking with Amazon affiliate as the anchor text to many different posts. So what I should do is really just narrow it down and have all the links that have Amazon affiliate as the anchor text going to one single post. So it's very clear. I'm saying any, any content on my site that has um, a link to Amazon affiliate will use that anchor text and it'll link to that single post. So it's very specific. It's not spread too thin. The second thing that Olga said is the no indexing the of the attachment-like pages. So I think that happened, actually, I, I don't know when that happened. I remember there was a an update with a Yoast plugin where all of a sudden all of the attachment image 
pages were listed and indexed. And that that is actually the point where I stopped using Yoast. So that may have been something that was created. And when I stripped out Yoast, it remained. I'm not really sure. So that's another thing to work on. And then finally, she says, updating the XML sitemap and possibly using Rank Math, which I've played with Rank Math on one site and it seemed fine, but I kind of lost interest in generally the theme that I use has most of the functionality that I want to use from an SEO plugin standpoint, which is the meta title, meta description, and basically that's it. However, I know there's other value in using a tool like Rank Math. I specifically don't really like the Yoast tool. I hear very good things about Rank Math, so I think now is probably the time to you know make that compromise, use the other functionality available in Rank Math, and see how it does. It sounds like it'll take care of a couple problems and it's a little more performance forward, um, which is one thing I didn't like with Yoast. And then, you know, from just like the recommendations that Yoast gives other people, as far as the keyword density, it's just, you know, I think it's um, hurting people more than it's helping. So I'll be working on it. Stand by for changes and hopefully results in the future. Hopefully I could tell you, hey, I did these four things and it really helped a lot on my specific site. So let's call it a day. We'll see you on the next episode.